Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. In my business, there is only one place, and that's to be a winner. Wash your hands, wash your butt, man, that's it. Well, I felt like SpongeBob for a minute, right? They said, hey, Dad, let's make a TikTok. You know, there's times where you make plays that are special, and there's some times where you're like, that's pretty fucking good. Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you listen to the Poor Man's Package podcast, go Pack Go. Right, man, I'm so excited. Let's roll. Let's roll. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer Cisvanovich, joined as always with Kyle Zarkowski. Kyle. Hello. And hello. Hey, guess what, guys? Everything is once again right in the world. The Packers shit kicked the Bears on Sunday night football. The Bears still suck, huh? Yep, they still suck, and we are still on the top of the NFC North. Who Hell knew? yeah. Who knew that would happen? And very, very close to the top of the NFC. Yeah, but yeah, we're, we're sniffing it. You know, we've been able to, you know, Monday night football, even seeing what the competition is, and the NFC is completely wide open right the now. the tie break on the number one seed and uh i don't know i just i feel like this Taysom hill experiment is gonna go horribly wrong soon so yeah i mean stay tuned yeah it they got tested this week with the broncos who i mean what a what a joke of a game that ended up being <laughs> undrafted practice squad wide receiver never even taken a quarterback rep as a pro and started the game. Yeah, that's brutal situation. Yeah, fun fun stuff. Fun year 2020 has been so far. But yes, the Packers did win 41 to 25. We are now 8 and 3. Everything's mm. looking pretty good. Uh on this episode, we will review the game as we always do. We'll start off with a pick 6. 
talk about the six game, six plays that shaped the game. After that, we'll break down the offense and defense. After that, we'll have zoomed in, breaking down this week Aaron Rodgers press conference. Oh, and it is! It is a tasty treat. It's a good one. You know, looking at this week, it's and a little then, tease for you. I stick. It is so good. We time travel a little bit there as well. Yes, it's it's a good one. Uh, we'll introduce a new segment. Opinion. Mm. Little play on words. We're. I mean, we we don't know if it's an official segment yet, but uh, we'll we'll see. We'll we're, see. We're testing the waters. After that, we'll have is Colin Idiot, of course, and we'll have our preview slash predictions for next week's game against the Eagles. But first, pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Yeah. All right, pick six for the week. The six plays that shaped the game. Kyle, take it away. First play that shaped the game. Zero zero first quarter. Uh, third and seven from midfield. This is on their opening drive of the game, a drive in which I think they completed at least three first downs on third down. Uh, Alan Lazard catches a little cross over the middle, and he catches it about five or six yards behind the sticks, eh, maybe four or five. And it's looking like when when he meets contact of the Bears that he's going to be short. And he ends up doing a somersault towards the first down and uh, ended up uh ending up being a Devontae touchdown on third and 10, and that was a, a nice tone center um, for the game to get Lazard involved early and uh, score score points on the first drive like we've been so good at doing. Yep, first first big test of the game, at least offensively. You know, didn't think we'd convert there. You know, would have had a punt or, you know, kick the field goal. Mm-hmm. But I forget exactly where we were. A little unexpected, Alan Lazard coming back from the core uh, injury too. I guess there's no better way to test that than doing a flip in the air between defenders. Mm-hmm. But it worked out. One of those plays that you know you probably can't usually count on, but it worked there. And obviously the touchdown later helped the Packers. You know, get that early lead and didn't look back after that. But I don't know. Great, very very surprising watching that live. And one of those plays, knowing that he's injured, I was like, is he going to come up like holding? <laughs> and one his of those plays when it, when he gets tired, it's like, ooh, you make a ooh. Yep. And yeah, that was uh, like I said, it was like he it looked like he was going to get tackled two yards shy of the first, but then just literally flips forward. It was very, uh, very fun and exciting start. The official Ellen Lazard is back play. I think. Yes. You know, last Ooh. week was the first game back. Second one. It's like, OK, I think he's healthy, even though he did get banged up a little mm-hmm. later on in the game. But yeah, that made it six nothing after the Crosby missed extra point, which is second of the year. Yeah. Very odd. I feel like that's the first time he's not accustomed to it. Yeah. But uh Next big play, it is still zero to six. Next drive, the Bears are driving. It's third and goal. We're starting to, you know, get those Mike Pettin PTSD type memories going on. Mm. Mitch throws it to Allen Robinson, who starts catching it, but Raven Green gets a mitten there, wiggles it around a bit. Kevin Gr- Kevin Green, Kevin uh, <laughs> Kevin King comes in, helps bat it Back out as up. well. Ball comes out, incomplete pass, beautiful defensive play, good team play too. I'm not sure if you rushed three or four on that one, but <laughs> just enough. Two guys forcing the incompletion, and you know it was enough. It's once again Mike Pettin's defense just doing enough to get the field goal attempt instead of a touchdown, and then after that the Packers kind of kept rolling on. Yeah, I think I would have remembered if it was a three man rush, which I don't think there was any three man rushes. Which I mean, it's just so typical, it, Petten. When it's a quarterback he knows isn't very good, that's when he sends for, which doesn't make much sense. But anyways, great play, incredible effort by uh, Raven Green, Allen Robinson, one of the best in the biz, and some of the strongest hands mm-hmm. in the biz. So yeah, hell of a play that um, 
kept kept the Bears off the scoreboard in terms of touchdowns. There that, we go. I, 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 like I recovered it, it there. <laughs> Oof, that was bad. It makes sense. All right, third play, or this is more more of a sequence, I think, that really kind of shaped the game. Couldn't really pick one play from the sequence, but it was the Darnell Savage pick that started it all, and it was kind of a nice, like, oh, okay, so Trubisky is still Trubisky. Because it's yeah. like, you know, for me personally, like, you know, I was still, I wasn't expecting Trubisky to come out and throw for 400 yards, but... You know, he's still an NFL player and he had some weeks off and he was motivated. Blah, blah, blah. So you never know. Like there's there's been a couple games where he's gashed us. But to throw that deep ball like to no one it yes. was the easiest interception. It was like, OK, this is still Trubisky. So that was like a nice relaxing thing. Well, it was this was a Packers Bears game. It was the Bears, you know, multiple picks thrown defensive touchdown. Aaron Rodgers threw for Goes four nuts. touchdowns. So yep. it You know, ho-hum. So then uh Packers get the ball, they're driving, it's fourth and two, Packers, and that was kind of a nice theme for the game, too. Very aggressive on fourth down, yep. love that shit. Uh, Tunyon runs a little little hezzy route over the middle, mm-hmm. catches it, and as he's running out of bounds, he literally pauses for, I think it was Trevathan, to come up to him, just to stiff arm him and to put his helmet into the turf. And then he got up and started wooing right in his face, and yeah, it was it was really the tone setter for the game. Because Trubisky was awful, uh, Tunyon was incredible, and the offense was was great too, which they ended up you know going down and, and punching in the end zone to make it twenty to three. And that, yeah, that that really kept. As soon as that happened, the Packers were in comfortable control yeah. the rest of the way. It's and it kind of sums up. We've obviously everyone's kind of said this this year. Packers are a finesse team. We're not a punch punch in the mouth type te- mm-hmm. team. On first down there, we'll get into later with EQ. EQ had a little, you know, jet sweep type deal. He could have cut up. He would have, you know, initiated contact. He didn't do that. Went outside, went out of bounds. Kind of a weird route that he ran the ball with. Yep. Two plays later, you see Tundin on fourth, and it's exactly the opposite where he chooses. <laughs> like, like if you watch it again, he, he like, pauses a little bit. He slows down a little bit to, like, grab this dude by the helmet and put him in the ground it yeah. is ooh. stiff arm and the bears guy like holds on to him and they both kind of like spin over each other and that you could tell like it was it was a thing and they're both pissed off and then and there was soon, words exchanged yeah and i don't know what it is with tunyon i think we mentioned it early on this year nothing gets robert tunyon big bob more pissed off than catching the football because <laughs> immediately after the play it's uh you know uh, Rick Flair, like he's throwing ooh. a tantrum <laughs> yeah and he gets in every time he's if he is in a very close vicinity of the defender after the play i'm a little worried he's going to get like a flag for taunting because <laughs> yeah. he's going to get in their face and just woo because yeah it looks like he them. just got like some bad news and is just like <laughs> screaming at the top of his lungs for no reason yep yep so yeah and that uh you, what what happened there 20 that, to 3 20 to next 3 next bears possession Yep. Eventually, well, on that drive, Lazard got the touchdown, which made it, yeah, three to twenty. Yep. So the next next big play that shaped the game, uh, it was you know just a couple plays later it was a kickoff and two plays. Bears are facing a third and seventeen, mm. and what do you know? Zadarius gets close to Trubisky, punches the ball out. Preston Smith just runs around the edge, <laughs> scoops it up. <laughs> Oop, he's candy. Yep, exactly. Runs it in for a touchdown, and I mean that's. That was pretty much the Wayne Larvey dagger right there mm. after that. Beautiful play. Always nice seeing, you know, a Bears quarterback on the ground while a Packers player is running the ball in for a touchdown. So sweet. It you know, everything is once again right in the world, like I mentioned earlier. Yes. You love you love to see that. 
Yeah, Zadarius is third forced fumble of the year. He he is such good. a weird. It's like he does. He hasn't had those games like last year in Minnesota where you you know you were aware oh of God. the disruption he was doing consistently throughout the game. This year, it's like he just pops up and oh hey, there's a sack on third down. Oh hey, there's a forced fumble. You know, it's it's not consistency, but I'm not really complaining. And I don't think it's fair to compare his season to that game in Minnesota because that game in Minnesota last yeah. year was otherworldly. Oh, I mean. His presence was felt up and down. Anyways, fifth play of the game. Um, I mean, truly, I mean, this was truly the Wayne Larravy dagger. Uh, another pick by Savage. Two picks. Yeah. We'll, Turn in okay, a corner. We'll get, we'll get there. We'll but get in the Trubisky, awful. You love it. And then I think it was the very next play or maybe a play or two later. Play action. 40-yard bomb to Babito. Robert Tunyon. And made it 34-10. And then another, again, Tunyon loves talking shit, and I love it so much. You may not, I mean, you can kind of see it, obviously, in in some cases, but in this case, it might be subtle. He catches the touchdown and just points. He just (laughs) points at the defender he beat. Like, that, to me, is so disrespectful like and it's so subtle too like he's not like rah rah around it's just a, a, a subtle little point he just points right at him and ooh, i got chills just thinking about it he is he's a he's a damn ball player yeah you wonder it's like what what is more demoralizing like just a point or the matumbo you know no 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 or I, I mean, I don't know what else you could do. Just the shoulder or, shrug. Or the wooing. The wooing. Yeah, the shrug's pretty. He's done all three of those, actually. <laughs> the wooing, the shrugging, and the point. I love them all. There you go. Very versatile player. We've yes. seen that a lot this year. And the last pick six of the game. I mean, the game was pretty much over, like we said before this. But fourth and 11, I guess this kind of sums up the fourth quarter for the mm, Packers. Yep. Fourth and 11 for the Bears. Started the third quarter. It's now 10 to 41. Bears are going for it. We rush four. Hmm. Uh, Trubisky <laughs> finds Anthony M- Miller for the first down. Shannon was in coverage. Doesn't really matter, but it, you know, one of those things, a and long situation for the Packers defense. What do you know? They weren't able to make the stop. Yeah, oh, 17 and, yards off the ball. Yep. And eventually after that, you know, the Bears put up 15 points in that quarter. So there you go. You know, uh, an offense that has looked brutal for. Six weeks now, yeah. they scored two touchdowns in one quarter. It's just, I mean, yeah, the game's over, but I'll I'll save my bitching for another time. Oh, there you go. Yeah, this is this is a good week. We got to save the bitching weeks for when we actually lose. which yeah. we know we'll probably have. You're right. This year, we'll see. But yeah, hey, we can hop right into it. Packers won, as you know, forty-one to twenty-five. Starting off with Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback. Pretty good game. One of those, looking at the stat line after, you're like, you're like oh, shoot, he only threw for 211 <laughs> yeah, yards. Yeah. You know, with four touchdowns, you just kind of expect more than that. But yeah, he's 21 for 29, 211, four touchdowns, no picks. Also had the two runs, the long of 10. Nice. He's, <laughs> it's, it's like every other game this year, he's got one of those scrambles where, yeah, it's the Peter Griffin. <laughs> just... Oh, I'm going to sneak right past you. Slide for this one, too. It's like he slid for four yards. And, yeah, he's become a absolute master at not taking any sort of contact when he does uh, get out and run because that's always, you know, the biggest fear, obviously. And so in, in his, uh, I don't, I don't, I can't think of a good adjective, th- 36-year-old self, 37 maybe. 36, I guess, depending on oh, when yeah. you listen to this. We're, we record on Tuesdays, and it'll be Aaron's birthday Back. when this comes out. It's on we can Wednesday. fit that in. Happy early birthday to our Lord and Savior. Um, but, yeah, it's good to see him not take any contact on those 
on those runs. But yeah, outside the 211 yards is kind of surprising, but you figure without the Tunyon touchdown of 40 yards, all of his pa- touchdown passes were like nine yards, three yards, you know, four yards. Mm-hmm. So makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, and one of those games too, not a lot of misses. The only one I can really think of is that Devonte one that they've talked about that if you would have hit him, it would have been a big touchdown. Oh, the deep ball. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But other than that, not much you can complain about. I guess looking at the offense in general too, Bill Huber uh, tweeted this out. Packers have scored as many touchdowns in 11 games this season as they did all of last regular season. Good Lord. So 16 games last year, you know, they put up as many points as we have. That's crazy. But I hate to be, you know. Uh-oh. Well, actually, I mean, the the no fans, I think, has some, maybe has something to do with it. But maybe, I don't know. That is, that is I mean, the fact that they already have sur- surpassed, you said, right? Their yep. touchdown total. Yeah, that. Or at least, yeah, at least the same. That's pretty More, ridiculous, yeah. actually. So I just I don't know. May, like I think offenses around the league are are up over last year, but still, it's still know, it's wildly impressive. We've we've heard um, Rogers talk about you know, and and we saw it against the against the Vikings and was it the Jakes too? Yeah, and the Jakes too at home where we didn't have that energy that they've kind of mm. talked about. Oh, you know what? Perfect, Kyle. Th- we're gonna just slip in a new segment here. New segment alert. Oh, this is hey, we're stealing your content. Ooh, and you know the, envir- like the environment of the game. You know, it's kind of a question going in. This is our first game with fans. You know, in a while, just the elites apparently were allowed to be at the game. People who work for the Green Bay Packers, I believe it was like 500 fans were in attendance. But none of the players' family members, right? Yeah, that kind of rubs me the wrong way. Exactly. Honestly. That, that's where I'm getting at, and it's not like I don't think these are like pro shop workers that were allowed to go to the game i feel like it's like you know the higher ups of green bay right? like execs you know a little uh what is it a feather in your cap like, yeah i was at a packer game no one I, I just i don't know that doesn't right but either way they brought back the uh beer races oh yeah and roll out the barrel so you know the environment was a little bit different but hey kyle here's a clip stealing content from a different podcast Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the latest edition of Head of the Pack. I'm Matt Schneiman here with Bill Huber coming to you at the ripe time of 125 in the morning from the Lambeau Field Press Box. Um, you got any questions over the mat? I know you're, I, I cut you off at one point. One point. You got anything? Okay, from Spencer, Spencer S-Z-Y. How much changed with the Lambeau experience? Sounds like roll out the barrel and the beer race happened, but what about the attendance game? Any of the fans attempting the wave? <laughs> That's <laughs> that, a funny question. That would be funny, you know, right? Because that, it, there was two sections of fans. There's They're kind of between the 30s, and there's like nobody from the 20s all the way around the end zone. So that would have been a weird-looking wave. I'm not sure how you'd have pulled that off. But you know, as odd as it sounds, LaFleur mentioned it in his post-game soliloquy he gives us. He mentioned it right away, the – the 300 fans in attendance he thought made a difference. Um. Hey, so there you go. That's a uh, little steal- stealing uh, other people's content for the week. The head of the pack yeah. podcast from Matt Schneidman like, and uh, Bill Huber. I, I People are going to do shady things. Like we could so easily just be like, hey, and just slip this in and not be. But I, I like the transparency from you that, hey, we're blatantly stealing your. Like, as long as you're transparent and you do it well, I, I think it's I think it's acceptable. Exactly. Well, it was one of those things that's like, well, I'm not at the game. They were. I'm just going to ask them. And, hey, we got to answer there. And so now our fans know what the environment was like. I guess there wasn't too much in that clip there that, that 
will play. But they go on to say that LaFleur did say after the game, too, that the energy was better and how much he did appreciate having fans in the stands. So. Yeah, thank you, Spencer S-Z-Y. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love love that. Okay, uh, moving on with the game uh, to the wide receivers. Devontae Adams, once again, I mean, this is the floor for him. Six receptions, 61 yards, one touchdown. There you go. No complaints. Just even, you know, I thought he was going to score another touchdown there, too, going from left to right. Um, there was like three defenders between him and the end zone. It's like, OK, he juked one. And you can just imagine him running along the sideline with an MBS block. Every time he's in the red zone, catches the ball. It's like in the back of my mind. Hey, is this going to be? Yeah. Is this going to be? He, he, yeah. He definitely had an extra pep in his yak step, so to speak. Um, he had, he had his dancing shoes on a lot of the catches he made. He was da, 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 da. And yep. a lot of times he would churn out, you know, an extra three, four yards just from doing a little dance, getting, getting down and making love tonight. And Ooh, there he was, you go. he was doing that. It was, it was fun to watch. I love when he's all, you know, juking and jiving like it's that. It's one of those things too, where imagine a human like you or I attempting that same thing that Devontae did. Like a part of it is, is the defender knows it's Devontae Adams doing this. Juke, so juke, it's almost like up. psychological, like, shit, I can't fuck this up. Yeah, because imagine, like, if Darius Shepard would have went out there and tried run right They would have ran him over yeah. in, in the process. That is a good, like, it's psychological warfare from 17. What a fucking genius, yeah, dude. Pretty good player. Moving on, uh, the second leading receiver as far as the receivers go, EQ, two mm. receptions, 39 yards. Also had that little jet sweep run for, I don't know, like, seven of them. Nice to see him getting involved. He's gotten more and more involved as the weeks have gone since coming back from injury. I think it's safe to say he's established himself as the clear-cut fourth wide receiver. Yeah, I saw a lot of fantastic. people saying that now, and especially we'll have to see. I guess we can talk about right here. The Packers officially signed uh, Tavon Austin today. Yep. They cut Darius Shepard. Kind of sad. To, you know, it's one of those sad to see him go, but also good to see him yeah. go you know he was a great storyline last year in training camp out of ndsu but he just never really seemed to put it together yeah um i don't know i always like it's always like easy to just sit here and be like oh how is it i mean i've said this how yep. is this guy on an nfl roster yeah and then it's like you see it's like you see it happening he loses his job and then you see like a bunch of idiots on the internet like yeah. just say the worst shit and it makes me feel bad for having those opinions, but I don't right. know. It's just a weird spot to be in. That's why you got always got to stay in the middle. Always yep. stay in the middle. Yep. Trend that line. But yeah, EQ, I don't know. Hopefully we'll see more of him in the future. Does, doesn't seem to be a big contact guy. You know, on that run, like we mentioned, kind of avoided contact, but everything else, you know, he's he looks like an NFL receiver, unlike some other guys. Yeah, not cutting up field was... I even think it was mentioned in one of the, the pressers by the floor, if I'm not... I'm, Oh yeah, he did. He did mention he, it. Where yeah, he cost himself a good four or five yards, but yeah, he's getting more opportunities, and uh, I'm excited to to see him get more. Yep, as, uh, as he just catches the ball. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, moving on, Alan Lazard, as we mentioned before, he had the four receptions, 23 yards, one touchdown. Nice receptions too. You know, uh, converting a third down. Yep, touchdown. Converting a score, the somersault. Nice to see him. He got you know banged up pretty late too. a weird throw you don't usually see those rogers throw yeah. where, where he leads them and he gets smacked i mean it was a good clean hit so yep. it's nice to see that from the bears especially after you know the Devonte adams hit a couple of years ago from denny trevathan mm -hmm. if i'm not mistaken knocked him out for a couple of weeks yeah so i don't nice to see lazard yeah, that, back that hit was, was kind of terrifying but i think I said initially, like right when it happened, I was like, ooh, it, I think he just got the wind knocked out of him, which yeah. that appeared to be the case. And 
And LaFleur mentioned this in his presser too, and I, I agree with him where didn't didn't really like the Bears player like standing over him yeah. like that. I mean it's kinda kinda lame to bitch about that, but he he, he kinda worded it much better than I am, but it's like yeah, that was a great hit. It was a perfect, clean, legal, you know, just textbook hit. But then, obviously, the guy is, like, down in pain, and to still stand over him is just, that's, I don't those, know. Those dirty bears. I wonder if it was Trevathan who did it, too. I guess I, I don't remember. Should have looked into that, but whatever. Moving on to less productive things, MBS. Uh, weird game from him because he didn't do anything after the last three or four weeks. He A lot really of jet kind motions. Of, yeah, I... And it's been weird, too, how, you know, with Tyler Irvin being out, I guess we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what his role is with Tavon. Um, be, I would say roster. be careful because for all we know, in like a year from now, we could be like, oh, by the way, it's Tavon or something. <laughs> yeah, there's been so many. I think LaFleur j- joked about it this week, too, that everyone's been saying his last name wrong. But yeah, Amos. Amos Amos, Tunyon Tanyan. And it's funny how the Irvin signing last year and seeing what Irvin can do has kind of changed the tone on how excited we would normally be on this Austin signing. Well, it, it's a couple of things. One, it's that absolutely the way I was looking at it. It's like, okay, last year when we signed Irvin, it went from having... Nobody a, cared. Like It was like, oh, this is just a guy. Well, it, it was that, but it was going from a negative punt returner to a positive punt returner yep. to, hey, maybe... Maybe Tavon Austin will be an electric returner. Even with the Cowboys, he had a punt return touchdown, which is mm. pretty nice. So I guess we'll see there. But what I was getting into is we were wondering who was going to get the jet motion stuff with Irvin being out. And this week we saw it was Lazard. It was EQ. It was MBS. I think MBS got the bulk of that. Yeah, but he I don't even think he had a carry either. You know, EQ had the one. But it was, yeah, no targets from him either. I'm sure he did. You know, he's pretty good in the run game, which is weird because he has such skinny arms. You wouldn't really think it. Yeah, but yeah, he's getting high praise as a blocker from LaFleur for sure. Yeah, and it's one of those things with MBS. It's like no catches, no drops, no targets, but next week, no one would be surprised if he has like 150 yards exactly. and two touchdowns. Yep. So we'll see that. Moving on, uh, tight ends, Robert Tunyon. I feel like he has, you know, lines like this, you know, at least once, once or twice a month, which we're not used to from tight ends. Mm-hmm. Five targets, five receptions, 67 yards, one touchdown. I mean... I don't I don't know if I said it this year on the podcast, but we you know during the offseason all the fans threw up their arms. Oh my god, how how did we not get a wide receiver? How did we not get a wide receiver? When Robert Tunyon is far and away the best <laughs> well, I guess, you know, Richard Rogers had the Hail Mary last night, but <laughs> Robert Tunyon's been the best tight end Rogers has had yeah, since Cook. Michael Finley, Cook, far and maybe. away. Just very, very consistent. What are you saying? Jared Cook. Yeah, but yeah, he he was so hurt that year anyways. True. But no complaints. Uh, love, I just Tunyon, yeah, his they Rogers or Lafleur both really love him on those little play action, quick out, you know, mm. two yard out off the line of scrimmage. And I actually think his long touchdown was probably off of that play. Like they mm. probably thought, you know, yeah. it was just going to yep. be another quick out, whatever. And then he ended up torching him deep because, yeah, Tunyon loves getting those. I mean, he's. He's kind of slow with the ball, but he catches it. What tight end isn't? Yeah, he catches it, and that's really all that matters. I guess it's the thing, too. I brought up Richard Rodgers there. Richard Rodgers, watching him play when he was with the Packers, it's like he's fine, and he had pretty solid hands, but he, for how big he was, he wasn't a physical guy no. with the ball. No, nope. And obviously we saw it this week. Tanyan is. Tanyan yep, is. Ton. So there you go. Uh, looking at the other tight ends, Jay Sternberger had the one catch for five yards. But hey, big dog, 
Two catches, 16 yards, the touchdown. Hell yeah. It's, roo, 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 roo. And they've done that before, but this week it was a game. He of was dogs. pissed off. <laughs> it was and it was like everyone was celebrating, you know, doing the roo, roo, roo. And then Lucas Patrick comes in late and he's like angry still. Like <laughs> he's looking like, at Mercedes. Why didn't you guys wait? <laughs> yeah. So it's nice seeing that, you know, as as um Hackett said all year since he's been with the Packers, you know, celebrate together and they mm-hmm. keep keep that rolling along. Hey, maybe we'll talk about Big Dog at the end of the episode. Huh? Ooh. Uh, looking at the running backs, Aaron Jones, 17 rushes, 90 yards of 5.3 yards per carry. No rushing touchdowns, uh, no touchdowns at all. He did have the one reception for zero yards. He was, and that was the only. It's it's weird how much this offense changes because you know there are some games where you're like, oh my god, the the half of the receiving yards came through the running back position. This game, only the one reception, zero yards, and that was it for the backs. So it's nice to see that kind of you know back keep, and forth. Keep every defense the on their toes. Yeah, yep. it, uh, be hard be hard to to game plan for. But yeah, this was a weird running back game. I better I, than the last few it, weeks. It's, I don't know. I just like. You know how much I love Jamal Williams, but I don't think the snap share yeah. should have been what it was. But I mean, can't it, complain. But it's just I, 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 I gotta think they're just keeping Jones fresh for when it matters most. That's that's what I was gonna say, and we'll go over that quick here. Jamal Williams, uh, seventeen rushes, same as Aaron Jones, seventy three yards, four point three yards per carry. He did have the touchdown. But on it, one of the worst efforts I've seen from a defense. <laughs> yeah, almost had that as a pick six play too, because it was like, ah, the Bears have given up. You know, they just <laughs> yeah. ran right up the middle, ran like through, you can like, three actually, guys. you can physically see it with your own eyes. Like, yes, that team has thrown in the towel. Yeah, but and to your point, what you were saying there uh, beforehand, and I said it last week. These last six games, these last five games, now are the preseason. We're going to be between a one and three seed. Keep guys healthy. You know, even later in the game, a lot of people were saying, hey, let's pull the starters. Let's pull Aaron Rodgers. Same thing here with like Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. I'm fine with Jamal getting some more work in games that are, you know, pretty much over Mm -hmm. early. Uh, Moving on, the offensive line, a lot of, once again, like every week this year, uh, someone got hurt. Lindsley got banged up pretty early. Uh, MCL sprain, it looks like, three to six weeks. Ooh. So Elton Jenkins, you know, the Superman of the offensive line, you know, just changes to whatever you want. Um, had to come in the game again. So he played center. Finished off the game also playing center. But at the end, after Lucas Patrick had the toe injury, it ended with Bakhtiari, Runyon, Elton Jenkins, Billy Turner, and Wagner outside. So they had three different alignments of the offensive line this game. They allowed no sacks, no QB hits. There was eight hurries. But once again, you got to talk about Adam Stenovich, the offensive line coach, and how amazing this unit has done mm-hmm. all year. I did really like, um, and I don't know if McAfee even realized what he was saying today on Aaron Rodgers' show. They were talking about uh, Elton Jenkins and McAfee, you know, just being a national guy. He didn't know you say it, Elton Jenkins because there's that G in there. It's spelled E-L-G-T-O-N. So he was in Elgerton. <laughs> and it spurred, you know, that thought, I believe it's a little Wayne song, where real G's move in silence like, like lasagna. lasagna. yeah. And so Pat dropped that Whoa. joke. But then I was like, wait a minute. He doesn't even realize what he said there. Because literally, Elton Jenkins, you can move him silently along the offensive line and nobody will notice because he can play whatever wow. fucking position he wants. He is a living, breathing Lil Wayne bar. Yeah, he is the lasagna. He's wow. the lasagna G. There you go. So yeah, My not, mind's blown right now. Not, not enough nice things you can say about the offensive line. Hopefully, you know, Lindsley wow. can get back later on in the season, which will probably be his last year for the Packers. We'll see. But yeah. Hey. 
no no complaints offense you know we're the highest scoring offense in the nfl right now offensive line is clicking wide receivers you know and a little injection with uh Tavon austin coming in mm. nothing to complain about no great game yes great time of year mm-hmm. and here is a great commercial Are your current sales leads bad and trash? Well, worry no more, because you have found B2B Data Guide. I will give you the best leads you have ever seen. You thought your previous leads were good? Those leads belong to the trash man. Do you want to be a trash man? I have leads for doctors, teachers, bartenders, zookeepers, adult film producers, anything you need, I got it. I have so many leads, I don't know what to do with them. You'll never find quality leads at this price ever again. I will bet my pristine reputation on this. I've had women flock to me asking me about these leads. Don't you want these leads? Contact me now, immediately, today, immediately for these leads. These are my leads. Contact me today. Visit b2bdataguide.com today. All right, and we are back with the defense. As we alluded to earlier, the Packers gave up 25 points to the Chicago Bears, but it wasn't too bad. You know, a lot of a lot of good things. Uh, right here, just looking at the pro football focus grades, tweeted out by Jake, uh, Jake Morley. Number one, Darnell Savage, an elite grade at 96.3, which is a grade that a lot of people have said they've never seen like a grade that high. Like that is an extremely, extremely high grade. Mm. Uh, Kamal Martin, Second, 76, he only had the nine snaps. Billy Wynn had, uh, the. he was a third-rater guy, 71, only eight snaps. Adrian Amos, 70. Shannon Sullivan, 69. So nice. overall, overall, pretty solid game. Um, I guess we'll start with cornerback. Jair, active once again. He had six tackles. I don't know. He's one of the best corners in the league. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, didn't hear his name much, which is, again, always a good good sign as a cornerback. Yeah, uh, moving on. Kevin King, three passes defended. Nice. Was, was, was in on that touchdown defense, which yep. is always good. But I, I mentioned this to you pre-record, but he seems, I don't know if it's a it's a, it's a petting thing, but it seems to be specifically with him. He seems to always be like if, if the alignment's supposed to be like 9, 10 yards off the ball, he's like 12, 13 off the ball. I don't know. He just seems to always be be given huge cushions i guess it, it depends on if they're in zone or man but either way kevin king's the one guy on the defense as far as the corners go that you'd want to see get physical at exactly. the line and i guess i will never complain about you know some physicality out of the cornerback absolutely position. but yeah i don't know a lot and a lot of bears fans were pissed off um i don't know if you saw this but there was the one play i don't remember if it was shandon or amos amos that was holding up the bears defender and king came up tried to punch the ball out well, Bears fans watching at home are like, oh, hey, he just punched this guy in the middle of the game. Why I, is he not thrown out? And I'm just like, you would think the fan base that had peanut I Tillman would, oh, damn it, you took the words would out realize mouth. what the hell <laughs> what was going he's doing, on there. Yeah. I, I get the play was kind of over, but come on. Guys. Which I actually someone tweeted that clip and like the caption was like, he looked like whoever I think it was Savage who picked him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was, was Mooney or whatever. Yeah, it was like Savage just picked him up, like he was a father, you know, like <laughs> that's right, pulling his uh his the older brother away from the little brother to like stop. <laughs> where it was just like he just like picked him up and he's like, "Hey, knock it off." And then Kevin King ran in and got one more. He's punch. like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> uh, move, moving on to safety, uh, Raven Green, super active. It seemed like he just about every yes. play he was around. Seven tackles. He had the one pass defended too. Um. I don't know. It's 
He's a guy we kind of missed last year. I like seeing Green more than um, Will Redman, you know, who's who kind of spells him at times. Yep. But I guess at the same time, Green did have a pretty bad missed tackle too that led to 15. Yeah. Points, but. And Chandon too. Um, I just I feel like the secondary has a lot of quality depth and just a lot of talent across the board. And yeah, like you said, I don't know why we are not testing receivers more and mm-hmm. pressing up and making them beat beat these guys off the line of scrimmage but i i'm and i mentioned this to you pre-record maybe it's just like they see the horrors of Devonte yeah. adams in practice just shredding these dudes out the line that they're like nope we're not even gonna risk it but who knows i just wish there would be with the talent of jair and king and and raven and the slide and chandon like i just would love to see them press more yeah and i i couldn't agree more it's it's so nice to have this type of secondary right now where even, you know, maybe not the best stats wise or allowing points. It's like, just think back to the NFC championship. Ladarius Gunter was cornerback one. How many corners and safeties do we have on the roster right now who are better than, you know, what we had back then? Because it's probably like every five, single one. Six. There, there, so <laughs> like many Kadar guys. Holman would have been better than Gunter as CB one. Yeah, probably uh, sticking with safeties and a guy who's, Everyone's talked about this week in the last couple of weeks. Darnell Savage. Uh, that, here's that, a, Where's the meter at? Sorry, I, uh, you were about to give a, a nice tidbit, I bet. But where's the meter at? I think the last four, time we checked, it was like, fuck, how, how did the meter go? It was like, remains to be seen, officially worried. Okay. Or it was like the haha. No, it was the haha Clinton Dix. Okay. Nick Collins meter. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you were going to say, keep it with the meter talk. But yeah, I my thought process is, I will say this definitively right now. Darnell Savage is a better football player than Haha Clinton. Yes, you can that, write that. In that stone. much is true. There is no way this will bite me in the ass in the future. <laughs> I'm sure. But yeah, uh, great game. Great uh, last couple games. This is from Dyer uh, Carriger. I don't know how you say his last name on Twitter. Darnell Savage's last three games: zero receptions allowed, two interceptions, mm. five pass breakups. Mm. He has a 0.0 pass rating allowed. And his coverage grade is 91.1. Zero receptions. Holy shit, man. Yeah. So the bounce back is here. It's nice to see that after, you know, the beginning. It's like sometimes he just picked terrible angles or he's not using his speed. And now he is totally living up to, you know, what he is physically. And yeah. And we've mentioned and smarter people than me have mentioned, you know, maybe his strength is getting him closer to the line of scrimmage to where he can be more physical and use his speed to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, break things up. And I think maybe... Him doing that, I don't think it's it's any coincidence that him doing it over the last three, four weeks yes. has kind of opened up his game and maybe given him this confidence and the game, I love this term, the game has slowed down for him because it's a very real thing. Like, yeah. like, the, like you can just process it easier and just react more naturally and I just think, yeah, the game has truly slowed down for him and he's starting to turn a corner and figure it out. And it's good to have the game slow down for probably the fastest player you have on your defense. Mm. Well, there you go. Uh, and yeah, and another you know way to look at it. W- w- there was that scare there where he got hurt for a bit, and Will Redmond came oh, in. Oh yeah, when Redmond came in, they just kept picking on him. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like five passes in a row. Yeah, but then over. he was back. Thank God. Yeah. Yes. Uh, inside linebacker Christian Kirksey. It's this was kind of a uh, what are we doing? What are we doing? Game where <laughs> he's he's pretty slow. He's I like him. I you know he's not he's not. Well, we won't have him long enough to have those kind of like negative thoughts like we had with AJ Hawk and Blake Martinez. 
But man, he's slow. It's like there's some plays where you don't see that kind of energy you want from your inside linebacker. I know that's stupid fan speak. But you see Kamal Martin, he only played eight snaps. I don't care. It's like let's let's see him more. Eight snaps? Eight snaps. But hey, Kyle, there we go. Perfect. Our bold predictions. No. Our bold predictions. And we finally had one hit. Every week, Kyle and I, we have a bold prediction along with our score prediction for the next game. And this is the first time we've ever had one hit. My bold prediction was Kamal Martin, his first career sack. I was right. He chased. You're really going to take that. I have to. He chased Trubisky out of bounds. That is a sack. Kyle, and you were so close, too. You thought that the Packers would get three picks, possibly. Kevin King dropped one in the end zone. Ooh, so they only got two. Oh, so sad. But yeah, either way, hey. You're really going to take that win, huh? Absolutely. You would. You're going to. No, I wouldn't. I promise I wouldn't. Bullshit. Like, look me in the eye and say, I am a grown man, and I'm going to win this bet off of technicality. Do it. Say it. I don't have to say that. It wasn't a technicality. It is. Yes, a sack. it. Oh, come on. That's not a sack. It Get out of here. It, that is not a sack. That's like. Hold on. I'll get you an analogy by the end of the win, end of the episode. But that is perfect. garbage. Perfect. Just chime in whenever when you got. I it. mean, he runs out of bounds and he literally one hand touches him. Yeah, it's it's that is a Trubisky sack. I feel like Trubisky's done would, it more ooh, than any we other quarterback. Because that is. <laughs> It's so it's, a, it's a pretty easy call. Moving on to outside linebacker. Hey, a little bit more pressure this week. It's from Jake Morley tweeting it out. The pro football focus, whatever pressures. This is Darius Smith had five. Kenny Clark had four. Preston Smith had two. Rashawn Gary had one. And it was a little interesting to see. Finally, Rashawn Gary did start the game, only had the one pressure. But him and Preston pretty much had the same amount of snaps. Mm. Z led overall. But I think Gary started the game over Preston, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's... Sorry, did I say oh, that's what did I did? You already, oh, I zoned out for a second. I'm I still mad about the Kamal Martin sack. <laughs> yeah, you need, you're need. you thinking of the analogy. Like, if he came up screaming up the middle and just, like, smoked <laughs> her, Or even, like, you know, it did one of the things where he, like, clipped his ankle and he fell over. Like, but he ran out of... All right. It's, it's We're very... We're moving on. Everyone thinks it's a sack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Preston Smith and Zedarius, not too much you could say. Solid game. I mean, you don't. There's not too much to think about the defense here, but at least Mitch looked like Mitch Trubisky. Just that's 15, what you want. 15 points in the fourth quarter is just so annoying, though. Like it's just. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm fine with it because you know it's just Peston or uh, Petten is just trying to slow down the Bears, and they know he knows the game's over. I, it's like, yeah, I'd like to pad the stats and actually try, but I'll t- I'll take a W. It's still annoying. Yeah, but yeah, and we talked about obviously the uh, defensive touchdown earlier. Uh, defensive line, uh, Kenny, Kenny Clark, he had the one QB hit, one tackle, a little bit more active, uh, Kiki, I don't know, haven't seen too much of him, he's still grading out pretty well, but I don't know what else you can say about the defensive line. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's just such a nothingness at the defensive line where it's Dean Lowry, Lancaster, I guess Billy Wynn, you know, once again, I'd like to see him more. He's a big boy. Exactly. When your run defense is, and it's once again dumb fan talk, but it's like when your run defense is bad, why don't we just put this big dude out there? Bodies out there, yeah. Literally (laughs) bodies. Because, you know, his bot, one Billy Wynn is probably two. Kyler Fackrell's. Yeah. (laughs) Fackrell, who unfortunately went on the IR today for the Giants. Oh, sad. But yeah, overall, not too bad for the defense. I mean, yeah, Trubisky threw two picks, had the three touchdowns. Montgomery, he did have the long run. He had an average of 9.4 yards a carry. But if you even if you get rid of that big run, it was still 4.6. Mm. Robinson had the two touchdowns, but all the other receivers had three catches or less. So that's pretty solid. And, you know, we held Jimmy Graham to only three catches and 32 yards. The absolute monster that Jimmy is. God, 57-yard run on the second play of the game is just so... <laughs> Yes, it's just so <laughs> them. Yes. Oh my gosh! 
But yeah, hey, that's it for this game. We will be right back with Zoomed In. All right, Zoomed In for the week. We've talked about it this year, and everyone has about the you know the kind of evolution of this offense, second year with Matt LaFleur, how everything seems so smooth and organized and flowing together. Here's Rodgers talking about it after the game. I think the beauty in this year um, is uh, the subtleties of simplicity that I feel like Matt implemented in the offseason. And it's really allowed me to feel super comfortable with uh, the plan every week, with my responsibilities and my checks. Um, and I think that's why I've been playing well. You know, I thought, again, tonight, Matt repeated a bunch of calls, which was great. He was working. Um, the confidence to go forward on the fourth downs, love that. Um, I just feel like he's settled into his role as, as head coach. Him and I have been really on the same page uh, all season. Um, there's this uh, just a beautiful trust that I think is – uh, has blossomed uh, even more this year uh, between him and I. Hey, Aaron, you've you've referenced schematically or the game plan a bunch in this conversation. I'm wondering, can you kind of juxtapose where you guys are at now versus even a year ago when you were winning a bunch of games? You know, I'll go back to it again, but I think schematically, um, you know, we had a really good plan and it was executed great, which the coaches don't have a part in, but uh the plan that was laid out in front of us, I think we all felt really good about. And I think Matt dialed up a really uh, beautiful, uh, beautifully called game tonight. Okay, so Kyle, would you say Aaron's pretty positive there? He sounds pretty optimistic. Very relaxed and very complimentary. And you can tell like it's it's genuine, you know, thoughts he's thinking. Yep. And yeah, he's, he really... Love the plan and the flow, and you, I mean, it, the, the game speaks for itself. They scored yep. forty-one points. Yeah, it was, it was uh, very good to hear that. So you know, it seems like he's him and Lafleur doing great together. Like you said, the plan, a good plan together. Well, let's rewind now back to September twenty eighteen. This is a press conference. Aaron Rodgers, that same Aaron Rodgers, mm -hmm. after the Packers defeat the Bills twenty-two to nothing at home. <laughs> Well, we were terrible on offense, so I don't think it made a difference for the offense, but that's what it was. It was as bad as we played on offense with that many yards in a long time. What do you, why do you think that was? You watched the game. So did you. Yeah, I played it. Aaron, was it just a feeling that you were out of sync, the whole everybody? Was that kind of no, I think a lot of people it? played really good, um, but there was no flow to the game. There was a little bit in the first half after that. Do you think it had anything to do with all the personnel combinations and things you were using, three back, three tight ends, multiple receivers? I mean, that's not a question for me. Uh, by play selection, is that by reads? What, what is, how does that happen? It's by the plan. So, yeah, pretty... Ooh. Pretty jarring to listen uh, Listen to that. It's like, is this the same Aaron Rodgers that I know and love in 2020 who's so happy and optimistic and in that mood? Like, he didn't. He doesn't sound that pissed off after losses this year. <laughs> Legitimately. if Like a 22-0 win, and he sounds like in a very bad mood. <laughs> we don't need a... I'm not going to throw another clip, but if you went and listened to his Zoom... Zoom call after the Jag or not at, well after the Colts game, 
he sounds much more positive than yeah. he did right there. But it's once again one of those. You know, we're gonna we're gonna hit some more snags this season. Get you know, get ready out there, Packer fans, because you know we still have the Titans, and who knows? That's pretty Carolina. much it, though. <laughs> yeah, true. But we're gonna hit. We're gonna have those clunkers. Uh huh. And you got to think back to this, you know, how much better we have it right now than we did back in 2018. Oh, my goodness. You know, we've talked about the jet sweeps and throwing to wide open guys. Play action. Everyone's smiling. And, you know, even this year, how MVS and Adams and everyone on the team has said, yeah, 12's, 12's in a much better mood than this mm-hmm. year. He's just, he's just a lot happier. It's like, you know, you hear that stuff and you're like, okay. And then you go back and hear it, you know, actually hear it. And it's like, holy shit. Jarring man. stuff. Yeah. I, I, cause I remember that being a thing at the time about him kind of calling out the offense even mm-hmm. after a 22 0 win. But I don't remember it being that scathing. Like in retrospect, it's so easy to see. Like, yeah, he's, he's probably partially mad at himself too that he didn't play that well. But you could tell that his main frustration was with, the offensive coaching staff because it's like he even says i mean you can hear it in both the clips in the first clip the plan was great the plan was great and then the the very last question of the clip it's like what what's wrong with whatever and he goes the plan that's it so it's it's very clear you know who that was directed at and it's weird because if maybe i'll tweet it from the account to find that but it's like you see him and he's just disheveled he's not happy you know i think tom silverstein asks him about you know personnel and stuff and Roger's like, you're going to have to ask someone Not a else question for me, like, pal. Oh, boy. He is, he is not not in a good mood. But it's, yeah, and that, you know, that was the first year of MVS, EQ, and uh, Jamon Moore. That's right. It was like Cobb and Adams and nothing else. Yep. So, you know, we got to stay grounded. Very just, yeah, like Everything's that, positive. That, that clip has made me very, I mean, even more thankful for the position we are in today and to have to be, to have Matt LaFleur as our head coach. It's just, yeah, wow. I, I don't miss you, Mike. Yeah. It's, yeah. I could not agree more. And hey, Kyle, we're going to seamlessly just transition into the next one. Ope, opinion Ooh. of the week. We talked about it before the first game this year that uh, Packer fans, in quotes there, were allowed to attend the game. You know, there was 500 fans there. And what a cool game it would be mm. to be at. Yeah, that works. Mm-hmm. You know, 500 other people, Sunday night football, getting to watch the team. And it's like, man, I'm pretty jealous. And it made me think. What one game would you want to be at if you could pick any game in Packers history? Because, you know, that's kind of a cool one just because it's like, I don't know what, a rare, a cool, fancy pair of shoes. Man, how old and white do I sound saying that? But, you know, Mm. liking things just because no one else has them. And that's what the game was on Sunday. So, you know, that had me think, Kyle, what if you could go to one Packer game in the history of the Green Bay Packers, which game would you attend? Um, It's tough. It is. I mean, it's obvious. Like, I'll just go ahead and exclude the two Super Bowls right now. Okay. Because that's not... I mean, obviously, my answer would have been the Super Bowl in uh, Jerry World, where his yeah. Rodgers' first ring, because that's... I mean, it was a great game. But you know what? I'll just stick with that same stadium and go to the divisional game against the Cowboys. Really? With okay. The, the Jared Cook catch game, the Mason Crossbar game. Yeah, I'll go with that one. That was uh, that was an absolute burner. They jumped out to like a 21-3 lead, I believe, and then <laughs> typical Packers fashion, let them crawl on back, and I think it went to overtime, or maybe Crosby hit the game winner right before I think it was regulation. Right, yeah, it was right before. But yeah, that was a, that was a hell of a game, and, and uh I would probably choose that one because Cowboys fans are the worst too, and it'd be nice to celebrate around them. True, I was yeah, yeah. That it's one of the points of this too. It's like, what about the ramifications after the game? Because I was, 
I was thinking, you know, the Ice Bowl, which would be cool, but then mm. at the same time, it's like, well, it was a low-scoring game in an extremely cold environment. <laughs> I don't know how much I would enjoy it. Maybe I'd man up and do that. Maybe one of the first two Super Bowls. It would be cool to see Vince Lombardi, you know, pulled up on Jerry Kramer's shoulders and <laughs> taken off the field. And I thought the Super Bowl two. I was also thinking fourth and eight. Once again, getting back yep. to like the ramifications of the game. I and came across. I would be so happy, and Bears fans might not be, and <laughs> maybe I would get hit in the face. <laughs> but I went to this. If I had to pick one game, I would go September 20th, 1992, Ooh. against the Cincinnati Bengals. Ah, watching Brett Favre, watching the, the start of the Brett Favre era, essentially saving the franchise. If we didn't get Brett Favre, who knows if the Packers would still be around just because of how terrible they were and they were losing money and mm. all that at the time. But to see that, to see that touchdown go ahead, knowing it's the start of the rebirth of the Green Bay Packers, and also looking around and be like, nobody here knows what this is. But then at the same time, I bet like, not to sound like a, a, a Disney movie cliche, but <laughs> yeah. I bet there was like a, just a, a thickness, a smog in the air <laughs> of like, you knew something just happened that I was guess. very special. Like, I, I bet you could just feel it in the air. Well, I guess you would see it too, because that was also, you know, what we all remember it from the Super Bowl in 96 when Favre had, you know, rips the helmet off and he's running around. And he did it in that game too. I think, yes. I think multiple yes. times, I think he did it on the touchdown. And because, you know, the magic man got hurt and he had to come in and do the hold, Rodgers had to hold the extra point to go ahead in that game too. And if you watch the replay, he puts the ball down and moves both his hands completely far back so he doesn't get in the way of the kick. It goes in and then he once again rips his helmet off and <laughs> runs off the field. It's like, that is, that's the so energy good. that the Green Bay Packers yeah. needed to kind of push through those terrible years in the 70s and 80s. So, yeah, okay. Just wanted – I was curious. Yeah, my, my honorable mention would probably be the Desno catch game, but I was at that game. Oh, <laughs> very cool. Yeah. How cold was that game? Not very at all. I mean, the honestly, yeah, the pregame wasn't even that bad either. I was I was pretty layered up. And, yeah, it's just like as soon as you get in Lambeau on those, like, cold games, like – you're not that cold. It's it's really like like I don't want to say insulated, but it's almost like I don't know seventy thousand hot breath hot breaths in yeah. there. It's it's easy to stay warm. I guess it's one of those things too. It's almost like for me deer hunting. I didn't deer hunt this year. It was like the first time in fifteen years I didn't. Damn. But it's like you get the layers on, and it's kind of nice, especially walking to Lambo. You can get that little you know warm up a mm. little bit. But if you get too warm, you get the sweat. Mm. And then you sit down, and if you're in your tree stand or if you're in the stands in Lambeau, then that gets cold, and that kind of sucks. Yep. That's the only thing I'm wary of. Yeah, but it's like the old adage. like You can always take layers off, but it's pretty hard to, to get layers on. So just be prepared when you go. There you go. That's that's a good good little tip there. Wow, you're very smart, Kyle. Oh, I thought that was widely known. No one has ever said that before. Oh. It was very, very well. smart and intelligent of you, which doesn't go very good with this. Our next segment is Kyle an idiot. Ooh, transition. I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. All right. Is Kyle an idiot for the week? Kyle, you are still having a phenomenal year. Thank you. 24, 17, and 1. It would take quite the collapse for you to be declared an idiot. Let's see if it happens. R.I.P. Kobe. Shout out Devante. I'm number one. That was pretty good. Okay. I mean, pretty easy, <laughs> pretty good. All right. Who was, you know, hey, we talked about we talked about um, my buddy Big Meech, Demetrius Harris, <laughs> yeah. last week. He, he had a kick return touchdown for the pack, or he had a kick return for the Bears 
This week, I was going to say a little, kick little return squib- touchdown. Yeah. Sorry, I got ahead of myself there. <laughs> Had a kick return against the Packers last week on a squib kick. Kyle, who is who is the only Packer player to return a kick on Sunday? This 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 past Sunday. This past Sunday Re- to return a kick. Return a kick. I don't. I don't remember there being any. Ret- I kind of hinted at it there almost by bringing up Demetrius Harris. Uh, Freak Malik. Ooh, no, he did. It was weird because Shepard was back there. I think at one point. No, it was Malik. Started was it? Up was back it just there. Malik? I thought Shepard was back. Well, he. I, I mean, he at least was the first returner on the first on the opening kickoff. Yep. But true. Who was it? Jay Sternberger was the only Packer to return to have a return on kicks this week. I'm sorry, Kyle. Well, you were it, was a, it was a squib kick right to him. He started running up, and then he actually had a pretty decent return a- after seeing Darius the last oh, few weeks. Oh, damn it. Now it's coming back to yep. me. Yep. Because I was, ah, oh, damn it. Damn it, damn it. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Fun question. <sighs> Zero and one so Bad far. Question. Oh, my God. All right, Kyle. The Packers signed Tavon Austin this week, giving them a first-round wide receiver. <laughs> Mercedes Lewis is on the squad and was also a first-round pick. Kyle, give me one of the first round picks that Rodgers has handed the ball off to in his career. There's only two that I can think of. Hmm. A player taken in the first round. One of them that I can think of. I, I don't know if you think of a different one. One of them was drafted by the Packers. Another one of them was not drafted by the Packers. Okay. Um handed the ball off to okay handed the ball and they were drafted by the Packers Mm -hmm. first round pick from 05 to 2020 a first round pick. It was yep. a first round pick. Yep, I'll say this. One of them was also drafted, I believe, in 2005. Another one of them only had one carry, I believe, in his NFL career. Damn it. That makes it worse. That should make it easier. Uh, only had one carry. Cuz then I just feel like the selection is so damn few. This is great. I love this part because when I reveal it, you're going to be so mad. I know. Um God, I can only think of one name, and I know it's not right. <sighs> think outside the box. Cedric Benson. Very good, Kyle. Yes! Wow, you actually got it. Wow. Yeah. Damn, I did. You Let's were. Go. I'm surprised you weren't more optimistic. That with was the, thinking the very there. first name that, and I couldn't. I could what not a, think of anyone else. What a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying so hard. Like <laughs> I'm thinking of like a wide receiver on like a jet or something. But yep. Wow, and that's what I was. I, there might be something like that. I can't, but we don't have any, you know, wide receivers and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> Benson, who I believe was uh, taken that same draft, but by the Bears ah. as, when Aaron Rodgers was drafted. You're, sad, yep. Sadly, passed away this off season. <gasps> I forgot about that. Yeah, only thirty six years old. Real bummer. Damn, um, only had the one year with the Packers. I think he only played in six games. But the other player, I thought this was going to give it away. One carry, I believe it was only a carry he ever got. But he also led block in the playoffs. Oh. B.J. Raji. Oh, damn it. And another fun little tidbit about that game. B.J. Raji scored a rushing touchdown in the same game where 
Uh, we had the LeGarrette Blunt game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where he had that run where he ran over everyone yeah. on the defense. B.J. Rushy also ran over the defense in that game. <laughs> well, very good, Kyle. One Thank and you. one. You fucking scooped that out that of your ass. That was good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We are playing the Eagles this week. The Packers famously lost to the Eagles on the 4th and 26 play, you know, back in 2003. Mm-hmm. Back in 2003. Give me... One of the two other memorable games that happened in 2003. Two very, very memorable games happened. One more so, it was the game overall. The, another one, it was a play in that game that everyone remembers it for. Are you trolling me? No, I can see how you could think that. Is it? No. Okay. You're going to want... I think you <laughs> want to say... If you think it's a troll, do not... Do not... <laughs> Go that way. That is not it. Uh, so, yeah, let me just hit up eight-year-old me. Um, I was eight years old in 2003. Maybe seven, actually, because I'm a young... I'm a young... That, that was the first... A young 95. That was the first year I started, like, actually starting to pay attention to the Packers. Oh, three. We'll, you'll see why after after you get it. Okay. Or don't get it, probably. So, there was two... So, there was two memorable moments. One was more of a, a, of a outcome of a One game. One was more of a full game... Another one was more of a play. Uh, now I remember. Um, Far through four touchdown passes after his dad passed away. Very Monday good. Night. That was one of them. You want to guess what Damn. the other one is? Um, And this was more of a play. Yep. I was going to guess <laughs> the Antonio the, Freeman. I, I knew. That was, that was uh, the year 2000. I looked it up, too, because I was like, shit, did that happen <laughs> that year, too? No, it was not that. That was uh, Robert Ferguson. Yeah, you could go back to the Tom Grassi episode when he was on this offseason. We had a backyard football Please draft. don't, actually. It's one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. Well, I guess you'll have to go back, Please listener, don't. and uh, you know, figure it out what, what it what was I'm for yourself. What I'm referring to, because it's bad. <laughs> it's, I lost sleep about that for weeks. I still yeah. lose sleep. I, like, I'll wake up at 2 a.m. sweating. like <sighs> Someone else who Robert lost, who lost uh, sleep and probably woke up sweating. Matt Hasselback. The other play I was referring to was the Al Harris. We're gonna get six, the ball. And we're gonna score. Oh, <laughs> which you were beautiful. Saying, you were saying you were young. That was the first year where I can like remember actually watching the. Packers. That is actually one of my like, because it's weird how you only like you have like snapshots of memories when Exa- you're real young. Yep. And like that game was a snapshot. It's like a snapshot. I remember embedded it, in my yep. brain. The coin toss and then him running it back and I was like, this is cool. Being a Packer <laughs> fan is fun. <laughs> like, is the it next, like this all the time? And then the next week I remember watching the game in like my parents' basement and you know, and I'm like, oh, fourth and 20 and I'm still like learning football essentially. It's like, oh, what's going to happen here? Oh, well, that wasn't very good. <laughs> and it was having no idea what's going on but then realizing later that that's one of the most horrific things to happen on a football field. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've had a lot of those plays over the last 20 years. For how 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 blessed we've been, we uh, have a lot of terrible, you know, nightmare plays. But hey, Kyle, very good. 2 and 1 for the week. Very surprising. That was, you know, those were some tougher questions too. Yeah. But give me my 2 and 1. That's that's been my theme. Stump Spenny question. All right. Stump Spenny. That is me. We play the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Yep. And I think it's widely known at this point that their head coach, Doug Peterson, was... Backup quarterback for the Packers. Absolutely. Yep. So, the Packers aren't the only team he played for in his career. Name one other team that he started for in his NFL playing career. Started for? Yep. See, 
I feel like you're just doing this to troll me now because last year you hated the questions when it was referring to other teams and now Doug Peterson. I know. It's just, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. You're getting let. Okay. I am. I remember he wore number 18. This is also like beginning memory. Being a Packer fan, I remember like Doug Peterson and Craig Knoll. Craig Knoll has like one of the highest pass ratings for in Packers history. Off of like what? Like seven attempts? It was like 50. It's something. <laughs> it's, it's more than you would think. For some reason. I'll, Huh? Do you want to? Uh, do you want to hear? Sure. I mean, if you're gonna give it, yeah. Oh, this might give. Don't think too hard. Eagles. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was between like the Eagles and the Chiefs. Yep. For some reason. Yeah. The chief. The Chiefs feels like a good guess, but no. It's, <laughs> but it uh, wouldn't have. Been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was drafted by the Dolphins in '93. Or I don't know if he was drafted or not, but he was. He first appeared in the league in the Dolphins in '93, and then didn't pop up on the Packers. Didn't pop up again until '96 when he was on the Packers for three years. Just took some time off. Went to Philly, was two and seven as a starter. <laughs> <laughs> Went to Cleveland the next year, was one and seven as a starter. Yikes! And then finished his career in Green Bay from '01 to '04. Which wow, he played till '04. That's kind of crazy to think yeah, about. Yeah, like like I said, there's some little those like you said little snapshot memories of Doug Peterson on the sideline. Yep. I think I have like a signed, I have like a autographed Amon Green eight by ten. And Doug Peterson, you can see him on the sideline, like in the background of it. Interesting. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. Well, good. Good week for. Didn't stump you this week. Nope. Uh, I'm not an idiot this week. <laughs> Yay. Rats. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> we will have our, like you alluded to there, preview of the Eagles game. Hey yo. All right, Kyle. We are playing the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday. It is going to be. It's an interesting game. I think it got moved around at first, right? Yeah, we're playing at three twenty-five CBS. That we is we a CBS game in all NFC CBS. That's kind of weird. Three o'clock games. It's weird. We don't yeah, CBS. Am times, I the, like it's always like? Am I the only one that Coast. is like interested in that shit? Because like what? CBS is usually strictly AFC. They do Fox have is NFC. Deals, yeah. But like, I don't know. I'm just like I'm I'm. Yeah, it's all in like the TV deals, but I'm always interested. But I like I like most of the CBS crews, so I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's weird because I would almost okay. Would you rather get Fox coverage mostly or CBS coverage mostly? See, yeah, I I it goes back to our discussion last week. I think I got to go Fox just because of the music, like strictly <laughs> well, the music. Okay, I'm talking broadcasters, broadcasters, broadcasters. That's ooh, that is tough because like. Both of Fox and CBS's A teams are really good. Yep. Uh, I mean Troy is, eh. but then, yeah, kind of what the where the real dogfight starts is their B and C teams. That's what I'm saying. And I don't know CBS like Ian Eagle. I I was kind of annoyed by him at first, but he's really turned around on me. He's he's you probably know, if you heard his voice, you know yep. what I'm talking yep. about. I th- I think I know who you're talking about just because I don't. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, I know a voice and not. There's a, a guy Spiro Spiro. Adidas or something like that he is very weird to me like I don't mind him but it's like he's the way he color commentates or no not color commentates play-by-play commentates is like he is he he knows he's doing his job and needs to sound excitable and loud but he doesn't want to wake up the person (laughs) next to him in the room it's like it's like he's like he's yelling but talking it's a very weird dynamic and i i think i'm the only person on earth who has like who like it's not i don't have issue with it it's just something i notice where he's like trying to yell but not too loud to wake up someone it's very weird if if i'm 
not alone, please let me know because it's this weird phenomenon that I've thought about a lot because he's been calling March Madness college basketball games for like three, four years okay. now. And I, I picked it up then, okay. and it's a thought that has never escaped my brain. So please, please tell me if I'm not alone. Okay, well, I'll just say this. You went... You- you know, you were saying B squads. I'm thinking B squads because it's what Rich Gannon and mm. Harlan. Harlan. Oh, I forgot saying. about Harlan so, with so, CBS. So CBS, you would go CBS. I think you're. I mean, God, give me, give if you're, me, if you're give me CBS's uh, cruise <sighs> with Fox's music. Oh my God, match made in heaven. Oh, perfect, perfect middleman take there, Kyle. <laughs> All right, back to the game. Yeah, the Eagles aren't very good. They just lost last night to to the. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, a very ugly game. Richard Rodgers, as we talked about earlier, he had a Hail Mary once again in that game. <laughs> but the Eagles aren't good. It does look like Wentz is going to start. Uh, offense has not been good this year. They're 25th in points, only putting up 21.5 per game. They're the 13th rushing team, 27th passing team. Uh, defense is is better. They're pretty average in points. They're 16th, allowing 25.2 points per game. The rushing defense is 24th, and their pass defense is 8th. So, I don't know, maybe maybe a good Aaron Jones monster game, which we haven't had in a while, you know, forthcoming here. But, yeah, uh, weather looks fine. It's going to be 38 degrees. It is at Lambeau, and like we said, a 3 o'clock kickoff. Nice. Um, I, I don't know, Kyle, what do you think on this game? I don't think Carson Wentz really scares anyone. Miles Sanders <sighs> is their running back, 3.5.6 average uh, carry this year. They have three... He has three touchdowns too. He was banged up earlier in the year, um, and of course, hey, we got to talk about Packers legend Travis Fulgham. Mm. Ah, I thought I was talking <laughs> about Richard Rogers. He's their leading receiver, <laughs> thirty-three catches, four hundred sixty-seven yards, four touchdowns. I'm glad that chatter of "Ooh, we cut Fulgham" has kind of died down. Yeah, recently. yeah. But yeah, I don't know Richard Rogers. He he he's their second leading receiver right now. That's so bad. That's so bad. Brutal. The Eagles' offenses. Alshon Jeffrey's been hurt. He bounced back. He only had two receptions last week, but he's healthy again. And then they have Jalen Rager, the the rookie. rookie. Is he hurt still? Uh, he played last week. I I know because I started him in fantasy and he did absolutely nothing. Gotcha. For me. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Um. So yeah, with all that being said, this this offense really scares no one. They've yep. been struggling. They've been brutal all year. Um. But there is one thing that terrifies me about their offense. What's that? Mike Pettin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like this anemic Bears team just put up 25 points. Yeah, 15 in the fourth in garbage time, sure. But like there's nothing that can break an offense out of a, a out of a, a struggle bus <laughs> or a cold streak than nothing better than a Mike Pettin defense. And I'm 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 a little worried. I like. I think I'm not worried about the offense putting up 42 points, but yeah, I'm worried about the Eagles figuring their shit out on on the day they play the Packers. Yeah, and they were they were a team that gave us you know a weird game last year that we lost. I think Monday night or Sunday night football um, where Devontae got hurt. Oh no, that was Thursday night. It was th- okay. It was Thursday night football where. You know, we talked about a lot this year. Everyone has finesse teams versus hitch-in-the-mouth hitch teams, and mm-hmm. the Eagles were that last year. I don't know how much they are this year. Yeah, they but are so banged up across like yeah. across the O-line. They're just ravaged. I think their D-line is pretty banged up, too. And, yeah, 
but like you were talking about there too, nothing better for an offense to you know find their rhythm than going up, up against Mike Pettin. It is one of those games where I feel like, okay, is it going to be like this past week against the Bears where we shit kick them and kind of cruise in let the him, second let half? Let them crawl back, yeah. Or is it going to be something closer to the Jaguars game where, I don't know, it got closer at times, you, you know, you think you should just shit all over them and it doesn't exactly happen. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised either way. I'd be shocked if we lose this game, so we'll see. But Kyle... What do you have for a score prediction? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go thirty-eight twenty-one. Good guys. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I see exactly. Not not too far off of what what this past week was against yeah. the Bears. Yeah, I'm sticking along those same lines. Eagles suck. Uh, <laughs> Packers don't. We you know. It would be nice to put up more points at Lambeau, that whole talk of not having the energy. It would be nice to kind of keep steamrolling ahead with that. I have the Packers winning 34-24. to 24. Mm. Uh, I think this, yeah, so they'll cover the spread. The, right now, the Eagles are getting nine points. Holy smokes. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's not that, I kind of sounded very surprised there, but yeah, I, I just don't know. Anything, wow, nine and a half I'm seeing now. Yeah, Holy I smokes, mean, that's the, a lot. The talk of this year for sucking has been like the Cowboys and Eagles. So I guess you, I mean you just the NFC, double. the NFC East. And, I mean, <laughs> yeah. one of those teams is going to be represented in the playoffs. Okay, yeah, that's such a joke. And we say that, but we also, you know, one of my favorite you, okay, one of my you favorite say it every seasons, time. You say it one every of my time. Seasons watching the Packers has been we went eight, seven, and one, and we had the fourth and eight play in Chicago. So you know, we can't. I'm, I'm not. Too much. I'm not calling for a complete overhaul of the system, but I know. It's just it's just frustrating. One of these teams, they'll find a groove and they'll end up being, you know, a very, very nice record of and that's, six, nine and like two ties. That's what's so funny about the NFL, too, is that like one of those teams is going to make the playoffs, probably with a losing record. And like they might mess around and win one game. They'll win in the first <laughs> round. It'll be at home. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's happened in the past. You remember the Cardinals, I think, made the playoffs with either 500 or a losing record than they won in the first Yeah, but they played, I think they played a Panthers team with a hurt Cam Newton. Hey, don't. It was the Cardinals, I think. Quit using facts. Yes. Okay, (laughs) Kyle. Hey, what is your bold prediction? You go first. Once again, this is a bold prediction. If you. Uh, None of us have ever hit a bold prediction yet, so we're still, we're still going strong. One of us has, Kyle. I would love a six pack of, oh man, I don't know. Am I going to. Well, no, I think I'll just give me give me a two hearted because I know you hate that one because it's an IPA. It's like it's like I love I doing. Lo- I love what you. S- oh, what? What are you going to doing? Say? Uh, that's not very good, but sort of. It's like doing a group project in school that you did nothing. You did nothing to contribute. You just signed your name and oh, free six pack. Really? That's that's what you want. want I take would credit for that. I would take an A if my group got an A. So, yeah, I will take wow. a six pack. Yeah, thank you, Kyle. I will take a uh, six-pack. Oh, maybe Spotted Cow if I, I can wait on that, too. So, what is Kyle, what is your bold prediction this week? I said you go first. I go first? Okay, fine. Kyle, I don't, what is today's date? December 1st. Kyle, who have I talked about when it comes to December Ooh. on the Green Bay Packers? As referred to last year, the one player for the Packers who comes alive in December is Kenny Clark. The December. He turns into the December. That is why <laughs> I'm picking Kenny Clark. I was going to say two sacks, which would be pretty bold, but I'm going to say two big plays. So mm. two. Okay, this is what I'm saying. He's going to have two from this combination, sacks, force fumbles, 
INTs. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was going to say, he's played, good. he's played eight games of this year and only has one sack, so I think this is I like this that. works. As I thought you were going to say, like, two big plays, and then if you had, like, <laughs> two tackle for loss, and you're like, ha ha. Yeah. Like no, a fraud. No, that's, that's a typical Kenny Clark game. That's, uh, that's good. Okay. All right. Um, so you went defense. I'll go offense. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. Ooh, ooh! I remember one of the one of my favorite gifs from last year, and it actually kind of brought Lazard onto the national spotlight. Mm. Where uh, I think he it was on that Thursday night game. He got interfered with. Yeah, and the the cornerback was selling, and and then he like he pointed, he tapped him on the shoulder and pointed at the flag. Oh, so delicious! So yep. I'm gonna go with that was the Alan Lazard game too. That was when Rogers talked about it. Sorry to cut you off, but he um, yeah. he said post game that Alan Lazard was like, "Hey, put me in the game more." And Rogers was like, "Hey, let's put him in the game more." <laughs> and now you know he's the number two receiver on yep. the offense. Yep. Um. So yeah, was that before or after the Lions Monday night? Because I think the Lions before. After one of the two, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Because I think the Lions game was truly the one that like was like okay, this guy is a, a, a player now. Yeah, like maybe he's, I he's could in be the wrong. Rotation. They were both night games, but yeah, both thinking. of those games are what thrusted him into yep. the spotlight. Anyways, I think he's still uh, still fuming about that. He, he's Ooh. it's been heavy on his mind, so I think he's gonna score two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Okay. Hey, Kyle, that's pretty bold. I will accept it. Well, Kyle, I will now, I talked about it last week, announce the giveaway. Ooh, very, very What are we cool. giving away? Well, Kyle, who is part of our introduction on the podcast? Big dog, big dog, big dog. So I just happened to come across a signed Mercedes Lewis jersey. Whoa. I have a lot of, you know, signed jerseys back home. and you know, Sick brag. Super sick brag. Yeah, getting autographs back when I was like, 14 15 years old but you know i was like i came across this and why why don't we just let the fans enjoy it so this is the contest if you have a twitter account follow us and pmp pod we'll have a tweet i think i'll put it out let's back up if you don't have a twitter account create one (laughs) i was gonna say if you don't have one hey you gotta make one and then follow us us. you gotta make one follow us i don't care if you're just a blank avi whatever follow us at P is in Penelope, M as in Mary, P is in Penelope, P is in Penelope, O as in Oscar, and D is in Delta. Perfect. PMP Pod. PMP Pod. We'll have a tweet out there with the jersey. I might have it pinned or not. Uh, retweet it, like it, follow us, and you'll be entered to win. Once we get up to a thousand followers, we're over seven hundred right now. We will randomly select someone who you know part of the tweet, and you will win. The signed Mercedes Lewis jersey. Heck yeah. A free, I mean, free signed jersey. All you just literally click follow, click retweet. I mean, that's You're it. like three clicks away. That's and it. And technically, I mean, you could really, so you said we're what, 300 followers away? Yep. I mean, you could be one of only 300 uh, participants, which seems like pretty good odds. True. I guess if you're following, just retweet it too, and then you'll be. Oh, yeah. It. Okay. But so yeah, yeah followers are obviously still still eligible so technically if they you know drop the ball just you could be in there yeah if you brand them stick it but you were talk, oh, talking about it there you, you know, better beep that out <laughs> you yeah. bet no you better find it and beep it out we're at the 117 <laughs> mark okay so you said it there you know just a couple clicks away hey here's a couple more just real easy clicks hey you want to click subscribe it's hey. a five-star rating if you give us a five-star rating leave a review on itunes take a screenshot of it send it to us uh on Twitter, PMP Pod, DM it to us. 
or email it to us on pmppodcast at gmail.com, and we will send you a free koozie. Hey, oh, oh, oh and oh, I almost forgot. We did get a new review this week, too. Yes. All right, this review is from Harry, and he did, Kyle. Shout like, out, Harry. Like you said last week, um, leave a review and say, Mike Pettin makes me mad. Yes. That's exactly what he did. He said, Mike Pettin oh, makes yeah. me, and it's the red face. Yes. But this is his review. Relatable. Favorite Packers podcast. Definitely Ooh. a must-listen for Packers news. Yes. I always tune in on Wednesday morning during my drive to work. I'm always trying to recommend this podcast on Reddit. Great job, guys. Thank you. Wow. And spreading the word. Holy shit. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. If you like the episode, I don't know, share it somewhere, maybe on Facebook, a Facebook group or Reddit. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> you know, anything to get the word out. We're uh, private, whatever. Pri- not private. Privately owned. Yeah. Yeah. I guess privately owned. What are independent podcasts? Yes. Whatever you want to say. But yeah. Hey, Kyle. Uh, we, we got no, no, uh, no puppet master pulling strings above us. It's just us. Right, as it should be, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Kyle, we're wrapping up this episode. You know, I don't know, pretty pretty good week. A lot more optimistic than last week. Yes. But Kyle. Stack success, baby. Always stacking success, Kyle. Bears I, still suck. I do not have anything else. Do you have anything else? Eight and three. Mm-hmm. One game out of first place. Mm-hmm. Rodgers, if he could fucking host an NFC championship. Ah, I'm getting ahead of myself, Oof. but you need to start thinking about it. You know, we're getting close to Christmas time here, too, Kyle. You know, we have those little dreams, you know, right before Santa mm. comes down the chimney. Mm-hmm. He exists, of course. If, if there are any kids listening, yes, this is a podcast, of course, but yes, Santa is real. But it's one, you know, one of those dreams. Maybe, maybe looking in the future, we will have Aaron Rodgers hoisting a little party in Tampa. That's what I'm going to ask for Christmas. What? Rogers to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Kyle, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? That's it for me. Very cool. Well, with that, the talking heads, please don't sue us. Go, Pat, go.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 